Welcome in to the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined by my brother, Josh. What's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, dude? Thanks for having me again. I'm happy to be here. Yes, glad to have you back. Uh, Sorry we missed you. And uh, got to first make an apology to the listeners. We had some technical difficulties on the bonus episode that we put out for the trade deadline. There were a couple parts where like Brandon and I are talking over each other about the same thing. And it was because I was disconnected, but the the program was still recording both ends. And then when I came back in it stopped recording me completely so then i'm cut out and brandon and johnson are talking and you don't hear the context from me doing the hosting so we're really sorry about that uh we will make sure that doesn't happen in the future but uh frankly we're lucky it hasn't happened more Yeah, no kidding. There was some good content <laughs> at the beginning, so we wanted to leave it up, and we were really happy Johnson could finally join us. So we are going to have him. I think we're going to try and have him back on Friday night. So um, we're cool, definitely going to have him. Yeah, we're going to have him back on soon, and hopefully Brandon will be back. Uh, we're still without Brandon. He's still not feeling well. So uh, I know, you know he was here last night, but he, you know, he's he's down with uh, really bad sickness right now. So hopefully down he gets with better. The really sickness. <laughs> Um, it's disturbed dude he's very yes it's it's disturbing for sure Uh, (laughs) um but anyways feel better soon brandon we love you and you can follow him at bcff underscore brandon on twitter and hit him up with some questions i'm sure that would maybe help cheer him up a little bit yeah and just Uh, tell him you know tell him you're thinking about him let him know you want him to feel better too yeah uh let's uh oh oh i had a correction too we were talking about deontay johnson and his targets uh he has been passed for the target lead by tyree kill and cooper cup so he's in third now he is not still in the lead we didn't we said he might still be in the lead but i just wanted to clarify that so anyway like both on pace for record seasons yeah tyreek and cup are going crazy and deontay johnson is still seeing a ton of targets third in the league is insane so um but yeah, not not capitalizing on those the way Tyreek and Cup are, that's for sure. But uh let's let's do some daily roundabout. We got uh we got a few things here. I think the biggest thing is Derrick Henry was limited with a foot injury. So this is scary because he had a foot injury last year that cost him the last half of the season. So Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, it's definitely something to monitor if you're a Derrick Henry owner. Um you're probably going to want to go see if um, uh, who is it? The who's his backup there? He's had some great oh, games. Oh, um, God! Why is Hassan Haskins is the only one popping in my head? But um, that's not the one. Dontrell either. Hilliard. Yes, Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, yeah, check check your waiver wires. See if Dontrell Hilliard's out there. Uh, I think. He'd probably be the most valuable back to own. I think Hassan Haskins yeah. would definitely get some work, but John Trell Hilliard's probably the the more explosive player of the two. So he's probably the guy I'd want to own. Yeah, I think, you know, it's another one of those things too. Just keep an eye out as like a dynasty player. Uh, you know, we want to see when these rookie running backs have an opportunity, what they actually do with it. So uh, keep, yeah, keep an eye on Hassan Haskins for, for increased touches. I don't think you need to necessarily add him right now, but um yeah like you said Dontrell Hilliard is worth the ad and if you're a Derrick Henry owner are you trying to sell in a limited window worried about this injury um only if you can get you know the value of a a top 
six running back. I mean, he's. Uh, I think there's um, people out there who probably aren't worried about the foot injury if he's going to play this week, and you know, might might actually put that value out there. Yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, Derrick Henry though on the season is currently running back five. So, yeah. uh, unless you can get that value, like it's it's tough right now. There's not a lot of great running backs right now. A few guys, him and Christian McCaffrey, are kind of storming up towards the top of the boards. So it's good to see those guys kind of bouncing back from slower starts and uh for sure. But um it's you know it's it's very valuable for fantasy to have one of those top end running backs and it's tough to trade those guys away and actually get, you know, enough value back in place of them. So uh right. in a uh in a dynasty league that's maybe where I would be trying to sell Derrick Henry if you're worried. Mm. He is 27. He's kind of at that running back spot and they have replacements and he's he's had a ton of touches in his career so far you know he's he's had those those years with 300 plus touches and that's a lot so um true that we've also got uh reports robbie anderson could see a larger role uh, according to cliff kingsbury so we'll have to keep an eye on that uh he'd probably be playing on the outside opposite of hopkins there and i think that could open things up for rondale Moore in the slot so I'm a little more interested in Rondale for fantasy purposes than I am Robbie Anderson, but you know, we've got uh, Kyler's a a pretty good downfield thrower and they want to be like a kind of pass happy offense, or at least they've shown that in the past. So um, it's, it's something to to monitor for sure. Uh, Seahawks pass catchers were all limited or non-participants this week so far. Yeah, That's like everybody. I mean, no offense even, um, <laughs> so I'm still, I'll, I think I'm not very worried about the wide receivers. We, we thought DK wasn't going to play this past week and he played Lockett yeah. was banged up last week and we, we were pretty sure he was going to play. He did played great. So yeah, he is limited. It's worth noting. Guy. He's limited with two separate injuries this week. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Uh, Kadarius oh. Tony is likely to play for the chiefs on Sunday. So that's something to monitor as well. It's interesting. You got to make sure he's owned in your league and hopefully it's by you because they need, they, I guess they don't need to figure it out. They're kind of figuring it out and they're, they're fine. Their offense looks great. Uh, but they, it would be even more dynamic if they could figure out how to use Kadarius Tony in a productive way. He would just add something to that team that I don't, I don't feel like they have in any of those wide receivers right now. I think you're totally right, man. That's, that's what they're missing. It's uh, you know, it's what they, I feel like Kadarius Tony mixed with their other wide receivers is what they're trying to get, you know, the Tyree kill experience out of. So it's not that he's a Tyree kill replacement because you can't just, replace Tyree kill. It's that like now they have three separate receivers with attributes that kind of resemble one Tyree kill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I like, I like Tony. I'm a dynasty owner, so I kind of have a little bit of rose colored glasses for the guy yeah. who I don't you know, have any has... ownership of him. So let me give a little, you know, uh, I, I have the same outlook I think as you, despite. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Cause you know, I, I, he he really hasn't played a lot. He's had a lot of injuries, and then we don't really know what happened there with the Giants. It seemed like him and the team had some disagreements about maybe usage, or I don't really know what. But this new 
new uh new environment for Kadarius could be really interesting it's obviously a great offense so something you, for sure something you want to have a piece in yeah i've always liked what i've seen on the field for tony and it's a matter of if he's on the field or not unfortunately yeah, yeah it looks good on his touches there's just not very many of them yep um all right well you want to hop into some week nine preview let's preview let's get it uh bye weeks Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, 49ers. It is a rough, rough week for bye weeks this week. I counted on my fingers. I got more than one hand. More than one hand, yeah. And uh, it's way more than two hands worth of startable fantasy assets. So, yeah, dude, great line. You're going to have to take off your shoes, all right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Thursday night football, Eagles at Texans. Eagles come in still undefeated 7-0. The Texans are 1-5-1, and 44.5 point over under, and the Eagles are 14-point favorites on the road. Uh, I yes, it's we not were a talking football about game, this. Jordan. It's a slaughter. No, it is. Uh, I went to an Eagles Texans game and a, a a destruction broke out. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> uh, it's it's not going to be pretty. We were talking about this before and before we hopped on the to record, and I think the Eagles could win by more than twenty, more than fourteen, pretty easily. Um. The NFL is weird, so crazy things could happen, and it could be a very close game. But I don't, I don't see it that way. No, me either. And it's, I feel bad that the Texans have to play this game. Yeah, uh, the one, the one guy for the Texans that you are interested in playing is Damian Pierce, and the Eagles have a fantastic run D, so that's tough. Uh, the obvious starts are Hurts, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders. Uh, it well. Is Miles Sanders still an obvious start? I think so. Okay. I think against this Texans team, definitely. You know, we watched Josh Jacobs put up like, what was it, like 135 yards or something like that? There's, All right. Yeah, you could do a lot worse than, than Sanders. Put him in there. Okay, I'm, I'm with you there. Goddard, yeah, I think you play him. Eagles D, yes. And then oh, yeah. Damian, Damian Pierce, you probably don't have better options. Maybe you do, and if you do, start them. Yeah, uh, I but, guess, but you're you're probably just starting him on, on volume, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Devontae Smith, I like him in this game. Sure, uh, go ahead and flex there's, him. There's not a lot going on for the Texans in that secondary. Uh, I would not play Davis Mills if I could help it. We were talking about him in a 2QB, and you were saying you'd like to bench him. And yeah, I was man, saying, in favor of a lot of options. Yeah, I was saying that, you know, I'm, I'd am still like to start a QB in my Superflex or, you know, um, so I'd rather start Mills over most guys that you could put in there instead of him if you're in a two QB league. But that's that's, you know, we're kind of split on that. So I wish Brandon was here to be the tiebreaker. Um, Me too. Brandon, you guys Cooks. can chime in on Twitter and let us know. Yes, please let us know what you think of starting like you josh was talking about even a tight end somebody like uh like a like will disley will disley over davis mills and i think i'd go with mills i think it's just a lot easier for a quarterback to get to 10 or 15 points than it is for will disley too but you're probably right but i think this week for will disley he's actually a good play especially with limited you know everybody in that offense is limited um that's true you know, I liked him he, last week, and he kind of let me down. But I love yeah, Will Disley. Cardinals defense is especially bad against the tight end. They are. 
Uh, Brandon Cooks, can you drop him in a redraft league? Because I think I will. <sighs> Probably, yeah. Especially if it's not if you don't have the you know a deep bench. Um, you might. Nico have to. Collins is out for this game. Does that change your mind at all about Brandon Cooks? Do you are you interested at all in flexing him? If it was a different team, I would be more on board. But you know, unless you're in a uh, league like our best coast dynasty league with just the deepest starting rosters yeah you can probably just drop him all right uh let's move on to chargers at falcons chargers are four and three falcons are four and four it's a 10 a.m game uh 49 and a half point over under and the chargers are favored by three and a half on the road so i don't know if i like that i think maybe i like the falcons in this game i was saying earlier going clear to the east playing these early games they struggle often uh and you know the falcons have had some some mojo lately they got some oomph they're they're winning a couple games they're getting it done on the ground they're They're first in their division right they are leading their division and they're looking at getting quarter earl patterson back so that's interesting he was seeming to be the person opening up the offense early on in the year and if they get him back and add him as a dynamic running back back there, uh, I, I just think it's interesting. I think if it was him and Algier rather than Algier and, and Huntley. Huntley, I think it's a little more a little more uh, positive. You know, I think they'll they'll just move the ball a lot better. I think you're right. Um, real football wise in fantasy football, though, if Cordero comes back this week, are you going to play him? Uh, that's tough. I think I would. OK, I think I would partially just because of how many people are out and how many people are on by. It's yeah. really tough to just, you know, not start a guy who could easily go out there and score 20 points. The Chargers well, that's the run D the is Falcons, not very good. The Falcons only run the ball. Yes. So. Even if he's on limited work, you know, it's it's kind of the the funny opposite of like most teams this year with wide receivers where like there's opportunity to go around that backfield has opportunity to go around. Yeah, it, it really does. They, they would like to run the ball every single play if they could. When Mariota drops back, he wants to they then run the do. ball. So, yeah, it, it's very little <laughs> passing. It's going to continue to be that way. That's how they'd like to, you know, they want to slow the game down, try and rely on a defense that's okay. It has a couple pieces. They've got an elite corner and yeah, there you go. Figured out. They just went and made a trade as well. Yeah, they can make some noise, man, and they can make it. You know, we've seen them put up points on teams without even barely throwing the ball. You know, thirteen, fourteen attempts, and they still, you know, get twenty-five points. So. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, I I do think that you're right, but I was also saying earlier if there, if you told me four weeks ago that this was the the betting line and Chargers were going to be only favored by three and a half, I would have told you were freaking crazy. So, I don't know what's going on with the Chargers. Do you think they could write the ship on this game? They could. I mean, they're off to a four and three start. It's not that bad. They're in a tough division. Um, are they well okay you know what maybe that's not true they're in what should have been a tough division there you go they play they play the the opponents in their division play them tough so uh it's always going to be a tough game against the broncos or the raiders and definitely against the chiefs but uh yeah i don't know 
there's something about the Chargers, man. They love to lose close games. They just they really struggled to, to figure it out at the end. And I think if this game comes down to a field goal, like Vegas thinks it will, maybe you know, or pretty close to that, <laughs> then I I would take the Falcons in that situation. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you told me one of these teams by, wins by three or less, I'd guess it was the Falcons. Right. So. So if you were like Herb- betting mid game and it's a close game, you're like, oh yeah, definitely take the Falcons. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Herbert Eckler, Everett, they're gonna be your starters for sure. Mariota, yep. he's running enough that he's kind of got a pretty safe floor. So yeah, if that's you're- what I'm feeling about it. He's not the worst. Uh, you know, we got six teams on by. You could yeah, if do you've a got Dak on by. I mean, you know, the quarterbacks that are on by aren't really great. Jimmy G, Dak, um, you know, Russ yeah, has been yeah, awful. Russell like Daniel got, Jones. A lot of people replaced Danny Russ Dines. with Daniel Jones. Yeah, for sure. You know. <laughs> so, it, you know, if you're missing one of those guys, uh, Mariota is a pretty good option. Um, Josh Palmer, I think you can flex because we're going to be missing Mike Williams. He is out still. He has a high ankle sprain, so it could yep. be a few weeks. Uh, Allen might be limited if he even plays. Yeah, and Palmer's back to practicing. He left last week with a concussion, but uh, we're expecting him to clear concussion protocol, hopefully. So you you never know with that. You're gonna have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, uh, well, no, he, he, he was he was practicing. He should be good to go, right? No. So there's like there's several stages in the concussion protocol, and after one of the stages, you can go back to. Can, back to practice but i think it's non-contact and okay. then and then after a certain point you're cleared for the game uh, i'm not i'm not 100 sure on that but so I, just I usually track. hear yeah i usually hear that guys are back practicing before i hear that they're officially cleared to play so, sure um parham if no other pass catchers are playing donald parham is a great option uh daniel i mean i'm sorry uh Justin Herbert is going to move the ball there. He's a good quarterback. They've got a decent, you know, defensive, offensive coaching and stuff. So they're going to figure it out. Um, would you play Pitts or London? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'd probably play Pitts if I still have him. And <laughs> it's just, there, it's such a terrible tight end landscape, man. Yeah. Um, I advocated dropping Pitts earlier this season. And then he actually came out and had a couple, you know, decent games. Really know, on man. the back of touchdowns. It hasn't been the yeah. volume from last year. It has it certainly hasn't been the yards from last year. And um, touchdowns hasn't been his uh his game. So Yeah. So it could just be a couple fluky weeks where he caught a touchdown and he I mean he's still insanely talented, don't get me wrong. Like I'd love right. to own it's him just in the dynasty it's, league, but it's, it's like we've talked about like there's not year. there's not pa- pass catching options here because they don't do that. <laughs> Algier and they're and winning games so. yes they are uh with these guys Algier and Huntley how do you feel about them yeah uh I think Algier is a good play you can you can put him in your lineup Huntley I'm still not convinced what about you mm, yeah I'm out on Huntley like desperation play if you really need there to. you go like I, I'd kind of love to have him in our 2QB league because I just traded Ramondre <laughs> yeah. so I'm really hurting there but uh I'd, I'd rather not um, but I would, I think I'd play Cordero Patterson if he plays. Okay. So, uh, cool. let's move on. Dolphins at bears. Dolphins are five and three bears are three and five, 45 and a half point over under and dolphins are five point favorites. You're going to start to a uh, hill waddle and Mostert, And on the other side, 
you're going to start fields. Where are you, where are you at with Monty and Herbert? You're a Montgomery owner. I'm a Herbert owner. The last couple of weeks have been great for Herbert, but Montgomery is still the starting running back for the bears. So it's, uh, I think you just start them both, man. I, I think so as well. I mean, I'd like to not uh, preferably not on the same team, but no, right. But it, you, you probably don't have them on the same team, right? I mean, it was, I think Herbert rose a lot in drafts and probably wasn't drafted like a handcuff. Yeah. Monty. So I agree. I think you can play them both. I think Herbert's a, a pretty decent play. Uh, Claypool is yeah, new to this Bears this team and he's, I think he's going to play. It looks like it. He passed the physical and they're ready to go. So I don't think I would play him this week. I do think he raises fields floor and ceiling this week, but I don't think I want to just, you know, let him come in to week yeah. one, not having played with this team and start him. Same with Kadarius Tony. It's like, I'd yeah. rather, I'd like to give him some time to, they to could see 15% of snaps or whatever. And, you know, one yeah. or two touches. So, I'm nervous uh, about that, but let it, yeah, let, you know, let it rest for a week and be happy that they have a opportunity that's, you know, probably better than it was before, even though I don't think this Bears offense is, is good being the third wide receiver option and probably the fifth receiving option for the Steelers was not a better position for Claypool. No, definitely not. Uh, you have Mooney in here as a sit. I don't know if I agree. Fields has been kind of getting it going the last couple weeks. And until Claypool gets acclimated to this offense, Mooney is de facto the wide receiver one for Justin Fields. So I think he's an okay flex in a week where you got six teams on by. I've, I've pretty much been opposed to him all year, but I'm starting to come around a little bit with the way things are shaping up. Okay. I think the way I see it, Mooney's not the caliber of wide receiver that this Dolphins D can't shut down. Um, they're they're okay. better than mid, uh, and Mooney's not. So, <laughs> all, right. all um, right. I think I think you know the outlook for Mooney might be better in the future now that Claypool is there. Um, this could be a positive for for kind of all parties. So I agree. Uh, I think it very well could be a positive for Mooney in the next few weeks. We could see things kind of come into shape for this passing offense when they actually have two pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for fields. Uh, he needed another option. And I don't think Claypool was like the best guy. He might've been the best wide receiver available. I don't know, but he was at least a good option to go after and they, they did it. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. How about uh, Jeff Wilson? Are you sitting, sitting Jeff Wilson in his first week suiting up? Definitely. For the Dolphins? Definitely. I think the moves the Dolphins made showed how confident they are in Raheem Mostert as long as he's healthy. And yeah. it gives me a lot more confidence playing Mostert going forward as long as he is healthy. So that's that's the only thing. Yeah, he's on I the think, field. Line him up. I think McDaniel feels McDaniels feels the same way, you know, about Jeff Wilson as as uh Shanahan is just like he would he wants him as a backup running back, man. Yeah, he's a great backup <laughs> running back. He's a great backup running back. So that's, uh, uh, that's right. it. Panthers at Bengals. Panthers are two and six. Bengals are four and four. 42 and a half point over under. Bengals favored by seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, I think that that might be too low as well. This Bengals yeah, team is really getting it going on offense. The yep. Panthers, you know, that they've 
been starting to figure it out on offense. Their defense isn't bad, uh, but uh, yeah, neither, but man, neither this is Bengals the Bengals. Offense, that's yeah. I, I really think this Bengals offense could score bananas points this week. <laughs> I agree. I think the yeah. I think I'd take the over, and I think I'd take the Bengals. Yeah, know, like I've been playing Panthers D in our like uh, you know DFS SmackDown every week, and. That's not going to happen this week. <laughs> not this week. You're starting Burrow. You're starting Mixon Higgins. Uh, on the other side, Deontay Foreman for the Panthers yeah, has been getting a ton of volume. So he's the guy to go with there. I think Boyd is a pretty good flex. We're still missing Jamar Chase right now. Uh, DJ Moore. Where are you at with DJ Moore? Because I think we, you know, we know my feelings on him. I bet Tommy Tremble would score more touchdowns on the year. That's looking less and Mm -hmm. less likely. It's not because I hate DJ Moore. I think he's a great player. I owned him in Dynasty for several years. It's I hate the situation. I I feel terrible for the guy. And this last couple weeks, he's really turned it around. What do you think? Well, there's a couple things that have changed. There's a new coaching environment, and there's also a, a new QB, you know, and in PJ Walker and the, both those things have seemed to pan out in DJ Moore's favor. I think I'm willing to keep that ball rolling if in this situation where they're going to have to keep up. Yeah. I think my opinion on him is turning around because they've, you know, you have to adapt to new information. He has an entirely new situation than he did at the start of the year. So we hated that situation and that's not the situation anymore. So let's adjust. Let's reevaluate. You know, we can kind of like bookend after the, that switch, you know? Yep. Uh, Anything else really fantasy relevant from this game? Um, no, I mean, Chuba Hubbard, he yeah, might play. If he plays, I'm still not sitting. I'm not going to play him. Okay. Uh, what do you like? Is who's the starting running back if he and Foreman are both healthy for this Panthers? Like, it seems like they are going to split touches. I don't know exactly how that split is going to work out. Uh, I think pretty even, but Foreman probably gets the more valuable touches. See, I think Chuba is a better pass catcher. Hmm. So I think, you know, I think he'll get more of the third down work, but I think Foreman's more likely to get goal line. But I'm not sure on that. They gave Chuba some, sorry, Chuba some goal <laughs> line when he, uh, in the one game that they did play together right after the McCaffrey trade. So it's tough to say, man. He has a little more history with the team, too. Yeah, yeah, he's been there for a little while. They drafted him. But, you know, not this coaching regime. That's not who drafted him. They don't really have much yeah. loyalty to him. He was a late-round draft pick. So I, I I think right now you stick with Foreman, go hot-hand approach. Yep, I'm with you, man. Uh, Packers at Lions. Packers are 3-5, and five, Lions 1-6. and six. 49 and a half point over under. So Vegas expects some points on the board in this game, which is kind of interesting. The Packers are favored by three and a half. Their defense has been decent. Uh, you know, they held held the Bills to only, what, 24, 27 points, um, which is low for the Bills, one of the best offenses in football. They sure. looked good against other teams. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The Their defense doesn't look bad. Um, 
and the Lions' offense has been not good uh, as of late. Kind of got it going last week. Um, The the Lions' defense is also bad. The Packers haven't been able to figure it out on offense, though. So this is it's interesting to me that Vegas has this line so high. With uh, you know, it might just be a a historical, you know. (laughs) <laughs> Packers at Lions probably just put up a lot of points. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Division rivals. I think I'd take the under on this game. I, I could see it. I could see the Packers really limiting what that Lions offense is able to do. And I could see the Packers continuing to struggle on offense the way they have really all season. So I guess, uh, but like Aaron Jones has been playing his face off still. And you the know, Lions won't be able to stop Aaron Jones. They won't. I think they that's won't be part able of the to stop. Difference. So, uh, also having Swift and, and Amon Ra back and healthy has, I mean, it helped the Lions this last week and very well could this week. Yeah. It's why they started out so hot offensively. They were, you know, for, through the first three weeks, they were the number one scoring team in football. So, um, uh, what have you known too? You know, we've seen Jared Goff utilize tight end a little bit, and they, we don't know who really is their tight end now. So, no, keep an eye on the, that. With the TJ Hawkins and trade, it, it we we gotta watch out for that. I know in a lot of leagues, people were picking up, uh, you know, the the two guys that we mentioned in the uh, in the bonus episode. Um, but you know, it's tough to really add those guys, not really having any clue what they might do. So yeah, and they're both young too. We they're like twenty three. So yeah, it's uh, it's sketchy. Um, Brock Wright is one of them. Yeah, I saw Brock Wright getting added in a lot of leagues. Um, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to play one of those guys this week for sure. See how things shake out. See, you know, over the next couple weeks. And James uh, Mitchell, you, that's the other dude. Yeah, if you need to add one of them in a deep league because you're really hurting at tight end, then I would do it. But there's there's better options on the waiver wire, despite how bad tight end is. Um, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Those guys are all definitely in your lineup. I would not start AJ Dillon. I would keep him on the bench. What about, what about Aaron Rodgers this week? No, (sighs) no. Okay. So in a one QB league, you're not gonna, you're not gonna start Aaron Rodgers. You're looking elsewhere. I would like to there. There very well could be better options on the way. Would you start him over Mariota? No. What about Trevor Lawrence? Uh, home against the Raiders, I'd start Trevor Lawrence. All right, then we're probably not starting Aaron Rodgers. Probably not starting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs? Yeah, I think you can flex him. I think you probably can. I think I don't think Lazard's going to play. Yeah, probably not. And if he does, it, it could be, you know, that decoy limited type situation. Yeah, so I, I guess I would, I would um, be okay flexing Dobbs, but I'd rather stay away from it. Tunyon's okay. Yeah, you can you yeah. can play Tunyon. He saw some end zone targets last week, and uh, yeah, he could he could very well score a touchdown against this Lions defense. He's definitely got more chemistry and rapport with Aaron Rodgers than any of these rookie wide receivers or a lot of any of these guys they brought in. You know, so yeah, as, I'd Watkins. be fine with Tunyon. No, no thanks. It's not week one. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's hop over to Raiders Jags. Raiders are two and five. Jags are two and six. 
It's a 47 and a half point over under, and the Raiders are favored by a point and a half on the road. It's a battle I for the bottom. I don't really understand why we're favored. We we're terrible. Now, I, it probably has something to do with how bad the Jags are at actually closing the deal. <laughs> yeah. They're great uh, at scoring like 10 to 17 points in the first quarter and then doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I'd be shocked if the Raiders actually won a game here, I'd also be shocked if Trevor Lawrence didn't throw an interception to lose the game. So uh, that, that might be tough. The Raiders secondary is absolute trash, but he, he can probably pull it off. Yeah. Uh, you're going to start Jacobs. You're going to start Devonte Adams, despite what he did to you last week. It was, it was terrible. It was you wrong. Just put it behind you. you you're going to have to, you're just going to have to forgive and forget and try and move on. I know it's hard. He was sick that let's, let's just chalk it up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to chalk it up to something and just just move on with your life. ETN, fire it up. He's going to run all over this. I told Ritter, our good friend, friend of the show, that he's going to beat me in Dynasty this week because I'm missing Christian McCaffrey on by. I've got uh, Saquon Barkley on by and he's got ETN in the lineup. And I'm like, you're you're going to just score so many points that way. ETN's going to run all over these Raiders. ETN and Jacobs could be like the one and two running backs on the week. They could. They could. Both of these defenses suck. Yep. So he <laughs> e- could. Uh, Zay Jones, we talked about before the show as an interesting flex option with how bad the Raiders defense is. Uh, Christian Kirk, I would play him for sure. Uh, where are you at with Renfro? Uh, not confident, but this week, I think he's a, you can go ahead and flex him. Okay. Waller. Waller's still hurt. Yeah, he feels like a sit to me. He feels like a sit to me, too. I don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, I don't know either. And if he's a game-time decision, I don't like it that way either. You know what I mean? No, find Um, a different option. I'm starting Cade Otten over Darren Waller currently. I'm lucky enough. I have Gerald Everett in the same league that I have Waller in. So, yeah, are cool. (laughs) <laughs> if Waller if Waller practices in full tomorrow and Friday, then okay. Uh, outside of that, uh, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I'm gonna steer away. He hasn't been great so far on the season, and a banged up Waller that hasn't been great. I, I'd just rather hope somebody else scores a touchdown that I can throw in my lineup for a week. I'm with you. All right, let's move on and not have to talk about our Raiders anymore. It's nah, it's painful, at least for a few days. Yeah. Uh Colts three, four and one at Pats, four and four Patriots. Uh 39 and a half point over under. Pats are five and a half point favorites in a what looks to be a low scoring game. Ramondre Stevenson, you're gonna play. Jacoby Myers, you're definitely gonna play. He's been great for this Patriots offense. He's obviously the number one target there, and he's gonna see the volume. Jonathan Taylor is banged up right now. If he's not healthy, are you playing Deion Jackson? Yes, I am. Even though this Patriots defense is is crazy good, they've they've got holes. They we saw the Bears exploit them. I do think they are elite, but uh, you know, Colts Colts are good at establishing the run. It doesn't usually matter who who's there. So, yeah, 
I agree. Uh, Michael Pittman, I think you're going to start him. Yeah, you're probably going to start him. You might be disappointed, but you're probably going to start him. Um, the you know the Patriots are known for taking away the number one weapon. Is that Michael Pittman or is that Jonathan Taylor if he's healthy? What are what are we expecting the Patriots to try and do defensively because they're usually successful at it and it's something to think about heading into a week. Yeah, I don't know. Can you can you really afford to take Michael Pittman out of your lineup this week? Probably not. You know, Jonathan Taylor, maybe you've already been filling that hole um, with somebody besides Deion Jackson. But yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't. I probably don't like to play somebody else over my 101 if he's in the game. <laughs> it's been brutal for Taylor so far. Maybe Naeem Hines leaving if he's if he can get back to fully healthy, uh, it'll help his pass catching a little. But yeah, uh, it's, it might take a little time with the you know starting a rookie quarterback. It you know it's not promising right now for that no. offense. No, it's not. Uh, all right. Well, I don't think there's anything else major for that game. Let's go to um, Bills. Start, I mean, oh, sorry. Are we starting both defenses? I'd much rather start the Pats, but the Pats' offense hasn't shown a lot either. And Daniel, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, why am I having trouble with Mac quarterbacks Jones. so bad? Mac Jones. Yeah, I wanted to say Daniel Jones. I knew that wasn't right, but I knew it was close. Mac, <laughs> Mac Jones, uh, you know, he can turn the ball over. So I think the Colts could, de- you know, they've they've got a decent defense. They could definitely get some turnovers possible they could score a touchdown against this Patriots offense but I'd way rather play the Patriots defense at home yo Blazers are on a 16 to 2 run in the last five minutes and we just brought it into a three-point game yo let's Let's go Blazers Blazers. all right uh sorry (laughs) hop back to football Bill sorry Shaquille Leonard logged a full practice and is looking like he's good to go for for Sunday so that's one of the reasons I'm like I might go ahead okay. and play the Colts play the okay Colts. that's big for their defense it is it's interesting especially with how low of a low scoring of a game it could be mm-hmm. and like you said Mac Jones hasn't been playing very well I think he you know he could get <laughs> get in some bad situations he could get himself in trouble that's for sure um yeah. All right. Yeah, you talked me into it. I I don't think the Colts are that bad of a defense to play this week. Yeah. All right. Bills Jets. All right. Bills Jets. Tied up, Bills are six and one at Jets five and three. Uh, forty six and a half point over under. Bills twelve and a half point favorites. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. In New Jersey. We got a lot of games that look like blowouts this week. The Eagles, this one, the uh, the Chiefs the, game as well. Yeah, so, probably the Bengals game too. Yeah, we'll see. But that's crazy. Uh, you're obviously going to start Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. We don't need to talk about those guys. Devin Singletary. You feel pretty good about him? Yeah, I do. I agree. In a game with this kind of outlook. They could have a lot of opportunity in the second half of the game to really just mm-hmm. kind of run the clock out. Naeem Hines has been efficient. They just yeah, Hines is is interesting to me too. Um, I I don't know if I really want to play him this week, but I do want to play him more than like a lot of the other guys that got traded. You know, Jeff Wilson yeah. and um, 
I think they've kind of been looking for this piece. Yeah, we've seen them just make so many moves that tell us that this is something they want for their offense. A pass-catching running back, a guy in this exact mold. They went after McKissick in the offseason. They were linked to several other guys in that mold. They took James Cook in the draft. And here we are. They trade for Naeem Hines. I think I would consider flexing him this week. I think they are going to try and get him involved. I think they have, they already have a plan for what to do with a player like this. Would you rather play? Sorry, would you rather play Naheem Hines or or one of these Jets running backs? I think I think I'd play James Robinson. Oh, that's tough. Michael Carter did nothing last week. I think I'd play James Robinson. So probably Robinson, Hines, Carter. Robinson, Hines, Carter. I think I'm with yeah, you. And Hines play is not far behind Robinson. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm still in on Singletary, even even if Hines gets worked into this offense. Um, they're so good at passing that teams have to sell out and can't guard against their only kind of good running back in Singletary. So, yeah, um, yeah. If you're not dropping two into coverage, then you're you're losing against the bills. It's they're, they're going to exploit you over the top for sure. As long as they're uh, healthy with those wide receivers, man, it's nothing you can do. Let's talk about some of the wide receivers in this game. Garrett Wilson, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. How do you feel about those two? Yeah, I think we can play them both. Are you and, worried about Garrett Wilson? I think my worries are eased a little by what happened last week. He seems to be gaining targets again. Zach Wilson seems to be getting a little more comfortable back there, trying to find these guys and throwing a little more. So, yeah, I know uh, this Bills defense is is awesome, but I really think the Jets are going to lay it all out there and try to win this game, and they, they won't have to. They're but, yeah, unf- you know, I mean, kind of unfortunate. We're going to see the best out of the Jets. I, I do think so. Yeah. Yeah, they have to have to put it all on the line right now. Uh, the tight ends, Knox and Conklin. How do you feel about those two? I'd rather play Knox. I think that's, but I, I mean, I think both of them are probably playable. Honestly, like I agree. There's not a ton of good tight ends, so either one of these guys is a fine option. Isn't Conklin like tight end eight right now or something on the season? <laughs> Oh, man, it, you know, it's on a couple big games that he's really made his hay because all of his weeks in between are pretty low. So he's he's a boom bust option. But yeah, we, you can do a lot worse at the tight end position. He's at least out there on a lot of plays. So he, he does do a lot of blocking and stuff as well for that. Team in our now. tight end premium league, he's tight end five right now. That's crazy. Yeah. So all right. Probably playing him. <laughs> probably. You're probably playing him. Weird. That's so weird. Uh, I like the Jets to, or I like the, I like the Jets to maybe make this a close game. It's in New Jersey. Obviously, it's not far to travel for the Bills either. They're right there, but you know, I, I think the Jets could make this a close one, closer than the twelve and a half points. I think so too. But I think the only way they do that is probably in a pretty low scoring game. So they really need to shut down the bills, which is pretty much impossible. We'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's head over to Washington where the commanders are going to take on the Vikings who are six and one commanders are four and four entering this game. 
43 and a half point over under and the Vikings are three and a half point favorites. I don't think that's high enough. I agree, dude. This is one of those games that I'm like, yeah, Vikings are going to win by a touchdown at least, right? Yeah, but it's going to be a touchdown late in the fourth because they do not like to hold a lead. That's a good point. Yeah. But this offense is explosive. I think the Vikings will be up 21-0 in the first quarter, and then it'll be tied 21-21 late in the fourth, and the the Vikings (laughs) will score a touchdown to win. So. There's so many Minnesota fans nodding their head in agreement right now. <laughs> know. They know it's the truth. But but at least this year, the Vikings are winning these close games, not blowing them. So yeah. uh, I think it'll be interesting. Cousins is a pretty good start at Washington. It's not too bad. It's not a primetime game, so you can line them up. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, obviously in your lineup. Oh, how do you feel about Adam Thielen with TJ Hawkinson coming to town? And how do you feel about Hawkinson in this game? Let's go with Adam Thielen. I want to see what happens with Hawkinson. I'm excited about it um, for his value because this could be perfect. But uh, this week, I think Thielen's still a great play. So let's let's watch what happens. I think I want to try and acquire Hawkinson in a dynasty league. What do you and think it would cost? I know that talking about this right now could could make that harder on myself, but I'd like to acquire Hawkins. And the reason being, we saw how Cousins wanted to use the like Cousins loves tight ends. He was using Jordan Reed until Jordan Reed's body was falling apart on the field, yeah. and you know, there was a time when Jordan Reed was like the guy behind Kelsey who you wanted to own at the tight end position. So I, I think putting a guy with the athletic profile of Hawkinson with the production profile that he's had with, uh, you know, a lot worse situation than what the Vikings have going on currently on their offense. It, it's a great situation for Hawkinson. It's a nice addition for cousins that should help him move the ball downfield, pick up first downs in a couple, you know, in some of those like, third and medium, third and long situations. Hawkinson's going to be a major help to get those first downs, keep the offense on the field, and just add total points that they can score on the season. So I love him as an addition to this team. It could definitely take, like, it might not manifest this year at all. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I just want to watch what happens, and I still think Thielen is going to be a great play. But maybe this is the answer to, you know, the the question of the future for Thielen, he could not be a part of the equation, and Hawkinson is. Yeah, that could very well be true. But at least for now, I think you're right. Thielen's the play. Hawkinson, you want to wait and see if you can. You might not be able to, though, because tight oh, he's end probably sucks, still in your tight end spot. You're probably going to play him anyways. Yeah. I just wouldn't expect a huge game this week. It can take a little time, and they're going to, you know... I would expect, though, that he'll be out there for more passing downs than or he'll be out there for more passing opportunities and running routes than he will be for blocking because it's going to take longer to learn the blocking schemes than it will to just, you know, learn a couple of routes like he already knows the route tree. So 
it, you know, it'll be a little easier to incorporate him, I think, in the passing game. So yeah. I'd look like when he's out there on the field, I'd look for him to be being utilized in that passing game and running routes and getting some targets. But it'll, it'll take a little time to get some chemistry going. So uh, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, where are you at with those guys? I think you can probably flex them both. I think so. Yeah. McLaurin's not really defense. a flex. He's probably just in your wide receiver two slot, right? Probably. He hasn't been great, but he he's had some big games, and he's always got the downfield threat. Uh, Heineke, yeah, and I kind of like him with Heineke. That's the thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Curtis uh, Samuel's going to get worked into this, yeah, no matter what. I think so. You can go. They ahead just and... always design stuff for him. So yeah, for sure, and he's he, a good player. Yes. So so the volume is just kind of really guaranteed. Like his floor seems really safe. Where. Doesn't seem like he really dips below nine points. Uh, how do you feel about the backfield for Washington with, you know, Brian Robinson had a stinker last week. Gibson got it done, but they really split the workload. Gibson has kind of taken a lot of passing work from McKissick, which is interesting. Yeah, that's. I think they've found this, you know, situation to be beneficial for for gibson and in his workload you know um you you brought up a couple weeks ago or like last week i don't know a few episodes ago that um not having to run through the tackles for gibson is just better for his fumbling situation and i think you're right it really has displayed that way he gets the ball on the outside and is able to actually do something with it rather than you know maybe he has a brain block when he's going through the tackles maybe and you know he he's a converted wide receiver he didn't start out as a running back i think that's part of the issue is he hasn't spent you know a decade before he got to the nfl running between the tackles he was on the outside he was running routes he's we Mm -hmm. know that he's got hands and uh to catch you know he may he may lose some fumbles but he doesn't really have drop issues catching the ball and he's great in space. He makes yeah. guys miss. So they're, they're they've figured out a way better way to use him now. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm in on Gibson this week. I'm not so in on Robinson. I think they're gonna have trouble doing anything on the ground um, consistently. They're gonna, that's what you're they're gonna need to, rely to throw on it. There. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna need to throw to keep up with the Vikings because the Vikings should be able to score on a bad Commanders defense. Yeah, Commanders defense in the morning. Commander's defense is uh, looking for a little bounce back, though. They're getting Chase back. Very. Oh, I don't exciting. know if he'll be back for this week, but he should be back soon. It's just good so. news for the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great edge rusher. A lot also of fun good news to watch. for the NFL. The Commanders are up for sale. Uh, has that been confirmed? I know that there's like. Well, anyway, we won't really get into it, but. <laughs> supposedly they might be potential. They're at least looking at the options. So that's, that probably is good for the NFL. They've been a terrible franchise for a long time. Players don't even want to play there. They had tons of injury issues. So horrible NFL, medical staff. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the medical staff there. So, you know, it, it's a rough situation in Washington. We'd love to see it get better for sure. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the Seahawks at Cardinals. Seahawks are five and three. Cardinals are three and five. That's exactly what we saw going into the season would be that the Seahawks would be five and three. 
first place in this division. It's a 50 and a half point over under. Cards are favored by two. Tell me why. I, know I don't home, know. But come on. I, that's that's really it. Generally, like if the game looks like a tie, Vegas will favor the home team by three. So that to me says that they think on a neutral floor, the Seahawks would win this game. I think the Seahawks win this game, even though it's in Arizona. Me too. Geno Smith, you going to play him? Injuries. They do. I'm worried. And that's going to affect Geno Smith. Are, are you yeah. going to play Geno? Yeah, probably. I think um, I over too. a lot of these options. How about over Aaron Rodgers? Yep. Give me Geno. Cardinals defense isn't any. I mean, they've been okay on the season as a whole, but they're not scary. They're not elite. Uh, what about Matt Stafford? He plays at Bucks. He's the next game we're talking about. Give me Gino. Cool. I think I'm with you. Ken Walker's in your lineup the, the yes, rest of the season. You you don't have to. He's a set it and forget it. DK Metcalf's in your lineup. Tyler Lockett's in your lineup. Kyler Murray, you're starting. DeAndre Hopkins, you're starting. Zach Ertz, you're starting. James Connor slash Eno Benjamin. We don't know if Connor's going to play. It's trending towards he's going to. Do you yeah, want to play him? Um, on his return, if he play, if he logs a couple of full practices, then probably yeah, because I think when he comes back in, he's their starter. Okay, and that makes Eno irrelevant, correct? Yeah, I agree. Rondale Moore. I'm interested. Same. I think I want to play him in my flex. I don't, the Seahawks I don't hate it. defense isn't good. I kind of like it for over a, under. a DFS. Watch out for that in our SmackDown. I uh, like that, too. He might be in mine as well. We'll have to see. We'll get into that. Uh, I'm excited to get into that this week. That's going to be fun for me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I had a nice week. Uh, let's let's move on. We're you know we're getting a little long on time, so we'll try and get through these last few games pretty quick here. Rams three and four at Bucks three and five. This doesn't look like a very fun game. Forty two and a half point over under. Bucks by two and a half at home. So you're gonna start Fournette. You're gonna start Evans. You're yep. gonna start Godwin. You're gonna start playing. There, you know, those guys are always gonna be in your lineup for the most part. Daryl Henderson. Are you, I mean, the Rams backfield is kind of all over the place right now. We're hearing rumors about Akers and his agent had talks with the front offense or front office for LA and they're trying to patch things up and he might be playing again for this team at some point. Uh, Henderson looks like the de facto starter currently, but he did basically nothing last week. Are you interested in the Rams backfield at all? I mean, the Bucks are supposed to have a good run D, and that also hasn't really manifested itself this yeah. this year so far. That's why I am interested, actually. I think Henderson is somebody that you can flex. Um, I currently, in, one, in our league where I have a, a ton of injuries and a ton of guys on by, I have Ronnie Rivers, their uh, you know, newest guy that they elevated from the practice squad i think he was an undrafted free agent anyways he's in my lineup right now he got some opportunities last week and we're supposed to see even more so i guess i'm a little interested in their backfield just because of how bad buccaneers have been against the run but i yeah i don't know i don't think that they fix it against the rams okay van jefferson should be coming back soon but i don't want to start him anytime sooner you the same yeah i'm the same 
Yeah, I want to see how that plays out. Uh, Allen Robinson or Ben Skoranek. Are you interested in flexing these guys? And are you more interested if Cup doesn't play? Yeah, if Cup doesn't play, I'm interested in both of those dudes. Um, if Cup's playing, I'm not really interested at all. Is Higby injured? Uh, no, I think I just forgot to put him on here. But I would play Higby for sure. Oh, wait, you know what? I feel like he got banged up. Let I'm checking check right now. Okay, well, while you check that, let me talk about Ben Skoranek for a second. I think if Cup doesn't play, he's the guy to play. I haven't seen anything impressive out of Allen Robinson. Yes, he's had a few end zone targets and things like that. People want to get excited about that, but the volume's not there. He's not commanding targets. Doesn't seem like he's just streaking down the field open all the time and Stafford's missing him. It's, you know, Stafford hasn't looked good either, but I think Skoranek is the type of player who will click with Stafford if Cup is out. So that's the guy I'd want to go with there. Hmm. I think you're right. And I looked into it, and Tyler Higby, yeah, he exited Sunday's game with a neck injury, but he did return to that game. Oh, um, that's right. That's I right. He came back else. in. So I would start Higby for sure. Cool. All right. I think that's it for that one. Hopefully that's a decent game, but both those teams are struggling right now. So uh, it could be rough. Oh, uh, I wanted to mention this. This whole two afternoon game thing is ridiculous. I know we got a ton of teams on by, but we got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Eight morning games, two afternoon games. Do better, NFL. Like Agreed. I'm going to be sitting there watching the afternoon games on Red Zone, and there's going to be times when they don't have anything to show us. They've just got nothing at all. There's nothing going on. They're going to have to show highlights from the early games because they don't show commercials, which I love and appreciate very much. But there will be nothing happening because there's only two afternoon games. It's super frustrating. Yeah, this Bills-Jets game should be later. Um, they could have thrown, I mean, they could have thrown several of these games into the late window. It would have been fun. Packers at Lions. That could have been in the late window. You know, it, it, yep. it's, it's not that hard. Like, Eagles at Texans is the, th- the Thursday night football game. But man, that would have been the perfect game to have in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that it's on the East Coast, so it's later. Four in the afternoon is not late. Like, cry about it. You know, I don't. I know. But that's coming from us on the best coast. So, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, best coast represent. So let's move on to Sunday night football. Titans Chiefs. I think this would be a pretty good game. They're both five and two entering this game. Forty six and a half point over under. Now the Chiefs are favored by twelve and a half. If Derrick Henry doesn't play, that line's going to move. So if you feel like you're concerned about Derrick Henry and you don't think he's going to play, bet on the Chiefs now while you can. He's really all the Titans have. If Henry does play, I would expect this game to be closer. The Chiefs aren't going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. They haven't shown anything super impressive on their run D. But I'd start Henry. I'd start Mahomes, Kelsey, and Juju, I think, is the last guy who's a surefire start. Sure. Um, How do you feel about CEH? Yeah, I think you can flex CEH in this game against the Titans. Um, I don't know. Are there any other running backs or wide receivers you want to play for the Chiefs? not really are you interested in in Jarek McKinnon or or their starting MBS? running back Isaiah Pacheco okay pump the brakes 
No, it's the hey. I didn't call him that. The Chiefs did. So yeah, yeah they need to pump the brakes too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they also it's... talk about how when he runs, he shakes the ground and blah blah blah. Okay. <laughs> rookie running, r- r- seventh round rookie running back, and absolute titan of the earth, Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> exactly. That's why we give him six opportunities a game. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, I think that's it. It's pretty basic. You go with those stars and everybody else you kind of sit. CEH, you yeah. probably don't really have a choice. If you have we you mentioned probably... it, but Ryan Tannehill is trending on playing this week. Oh. Well, I don't think that matters. I don't either. Malik Willis did nothing and Tannehill he hasn't did, been like, great on the nothing. season. I wouldn't play either. I really only want to play Derrick Henry for the Titans. Is there any and other Titan you would play? No. No? All right, good. Me either. All right, last game, Monday Night Football. Ravens 5-3 and three at the Saints 3-5. and five. Saints trying to hold on to, you know, some 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 push for oh, a win in this division. They're only one game back right now, the Falcons. It's a 48.5 point over under, and they're home against a Ravens team that's only a 2.5 point favorite. So we're Obviously, starting Lamar Andrews. I think Devin Duvernay is a pretty obvious start right now. So with, too. with no uh, no Bateman, Camara Alave, they're in for sure. Michael Thomas. It seems maybe like he's trending towards playing. If he's healthy, are you playing him? I yeah, I think so. Um, what about Jarvis Landry? If there's no Michael Thomas and he plays, mm, I don't think so. I don't think I want to play Alave right now. Michael Thomas is a, a different animal. Like that's a different, you know, he, he's, he's got a much, much higher ceiling and a much higher floor as well. You said you don't, Garvey's you don't want to play Olave. Did you mean you don't want to play Landry? I meant Landry. Yeah. I don't okay. want to play Landry either way, whether Michael Thomas plays or not, Okay. whether he plays or not, I'm out on Landry. I'm in on Olave no matter what. I think I'm in on Isaiah likely because I'm worried about Andrews's actual <laughs> snap percentage and if he's limited this week um, i'm a little worried about andrews i think likely is a nice ad if you're an andrews owner or if you're in a really bad spot but the issue is it's monday night right if andrews is a game time decision and you have andrews that's the only way i'd really be interested in likely and playing likely would just be okay i can swap him in for andrews if andrews doesn't play i think my view on likely is that he's one of like three pass catching options that they even have right now. That's Um, fair. So that's, you know, I'm just seeing it in in that scope of like, he, he looks like their third pass catching option. They don't even have JK Dobbins out of the backfield right now to soak up any targets. Like it's just, you know, they, they're going to have to throw a little bit. You would think you would think, but (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, what about Kenyon Drake? I would rather start Edwards. Is Edwards going to play? I don't know. <laughs> if there's okay, no so... Edwards, let's go ahead and play Drake. But if they're both starting, I would only play Drake. Or would only play Edwards, excuse me. I, I completely agree. If Edwards plays, I'll play Edwards. If Edwards doesn't play, I'll play Drake. End of story. Yeah. that's. I think that's it. Well, dope. You got anything else for this week? You know, with the Edwards thing, he's day to day with the hamstring and his injury. I'm, I feel pretty hands off with 
Gus Edwards, period. Maybe I would just go ahead and start Drake. Okay. I don't like the hamstring injuries, especially with running backs. If he wants to see volume, I feel like it's the kind of thing that's going to tighten up mid-game. And It's very possible. Those soft tissue issues... <laughs> that's fun to say. <laughs> Those soft tissue issues can really linger, and they can really flare up, you know, and re-flare up several times throughout the season. So... Something to keep an eye on for sure uh, heading into the rest of the week. We will be back Friday night, uh, you know, putting out a lot of episodes this week. It's fun. I love it. I, I would love to do this every night if we could. Jordan it's on a little the mic, tough dude. right now, but man, yeah, uh, it's great. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Uh, again, uh, you know, our main Twitter is at Best Coast FF. You can find us all there, but Check out Brandon at BCFF underscore Brandon. He'll be back as soon as he can. I know he's missing doing this. And uh, I am at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I am at BCFF Josh. And we appreciate you again. Please like and subscribe. Please uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would do us a huge favor if you would do that. It, It helps boost the ratings a lot and bring us up in the algorithm so that more people can get exposed to the show. And Uh, get our good takes, get our bad takes, everything in between and find out where to follow us so that they can come on Twitter and tell us, oh, hey, you helped me win this week or hey, you're an idiot and you lost this week for me. So either way, let us know, hit us up. We love to hear from you and we really appreciate you. Thanks, y'all.